Welcome back to another episode of Jarrett and Jarrett. Today, Jarrett and I, we finally, you know, kind of make amends to this war with the flat hat. We bring on Cameron, who's a exec, or is he an executive writer? He, he's, he's not an executive writer, but he is a, he's a crucial sports writer. That's a, right, yeah. Paper. Writes for the flat hat newspaper, covers a lot of William & Mary sports on campus, women's basketball being one of them, a couple other ones. And we just kind of pick his brain about why the article that, you know, disowned football and called for football to end at William & Mary, why that was even published. And we just kind of get, you know, get an inside look into the Flat Hat newsroom as to why the article happened, why it was published, what its intentions were. And Cameron also voices his opinion that he does not agree with what Gavin had said and the majority of the Flat Hat doesn't. And that there is a lot of support for Tribe Athletics in the Flat Hat newspaper. Here we go. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. You never take advice. Someday you'll pay the price. Today we are joined by one of the members of our enemy, hopes to be friends, <laughs> one of the members of Flat Hat, Cameron Bray. Cameron, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Very good. It's good to have you on, Cameron. <laughs> so, one of the things that everyone in Jared and Jared wants to know is, why, why are you at the Flat Hat, this this company that you so decided to work for? Um, well, I was in the St. Andrews program for the last three years of my college career at William Mary. So I've been away from campus my past two years, and I was just looking to get involved with something once I got back so I can meet some people, feel like I was getting involved in college life, um, and have something to do when I wasn't studying or just hanging out with people. So it's been great. I really liked it. Gotcha. So you've only written for the Flat Hat for just this fall semester? Yeah, just this fall. Gotcha. And what sports have you covered? Um, I've done women's basketball, men's uh, soccer, um, uh, volleyball and again the people that the thing that people have been talking about is the article for the football program saying oh we should just kind of abolish the program and put in lacrosse or something like that yeah um and you're here today we wanted you we wanted to bring you in to you know have a little finally bury the hatchet with the Correct. flat hat yeah, yeah, right, and right. end this war of the flat hat and we just want to know like is there any like love for tribe athletics on in the flat hat or? Yeah, there definitely is. Um, so with that article, um, that's not a flat hat editorial. So that's just uh, that's the author's okay. opinion. The opinion is solely his. So I'm coming here with my own opinion and just saying that I'm a huge fan of tribe athletics. Uh, mad respect for the football program and also the basketball programs that are both going on right now, men's and women's. Um, and yeah, just from what I've seen, there's a lot of love for Tribe Athletics, the football program in the Flat Hat. Um, if there wasn't, obviously we wouldn't be covering it. We wouldn't draw so many, so many good sports writers and reporters who want to cover it, who want to go to games and talk mm -hmm. to the players, talk to the coaches. So there's a lot of love out there. Okay. Well, I got to ask you, you know, you said it's an opinion-based article. The, the author gets to write whatever he's feeling, I guess. It's not an editorial. I think we all understood that based off of what he said. But at the end of the day, doesn't the Flat Hat newspaper, like, have to sign off on what's written? Like, I mean, like, the New York Times can't just have somebody write an article saying that they love ISIS, right? So, like, at the end of the day, like, the articles that get published are endorsed by the newspaper or the company that publishes them or puts them out. 
Right, right. That's a more extreme case than I might consider. But um, yeah, so this is something editorial boards and editors have to deal with all the time at newspapers is, um, well, they typically want a diversity of voices and opinions. Um, at the same time, yeah, I guess in a certain sense, you're allowing an opinion to be spoken. You're giving it that level of, uh, yeah, you're entertaining that thought. But at the same time, we need to recognize that just because something gets published by someone uh, doesn't mean it represents their view per se. They're just merely offering a platform. Um, yeah, it's just like how in movies, there's plenty of movies produced by studios. And just because those movies contain certain themes um, that some people might not like, it doesn't necessarily represent the views of the studio or the studio execs or anyone working at the company. So it's the same here. Gotcha. And during our meeting, you mentioned that the culture at St. Andrews is a lot more stress relieving. Yeah, stress-free. Yeah, it was, it was a lot more laid back and still extremely smart students. And then you come back to William & Mary for your senior year and you see these people in this, you know, stress-promoting like culture and environment. Like, me and Jared, we've been in it for three, four oh, years. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's almost hilarious how people, you know, oh my goodness, like, I love... Like they love comparing about how stressed yeah. they are. Like it's like a game. It's a, it's a, it's a game to see who's more stressed. And if you win, great. You you're the most miserable person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, my depression is bigger. Blah 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 blah. It's like no man. Like it's like oh, what was me? Yeah. I yeah. mean they, they don't they don't like they don't they don't enjoy the college experience and all they want to yeah. do is just complain about how hard it is. Yeah. So and again, why I'm talking about this is because. You and your you and your friends are kind of looking for ways to promote promoting to get rid of the stress culture. So, like, what are what are some things you're doing to go about that? Right. So you mentioned the differences with St. Andrews, and this is something I've noticed, and everyone in the program I talked to or who has studied abroad at St. Andrews knows the difference in culture is just immediate over there. You're just told from the beginning that this is uh, this is college, or over there this is uni. And that you're going to have a good time. You're going to be exposed to a lot of different ideas, a lot of different fun opportunities. So you should just make the most of it because you only get one college career. Um, so there's definitely that culture of, well, your work is important. You're very smart people to get here. You're valued in that sense. But you also need to take advantage of the interesting place that you're in. Mm -hmm. So I think there's more of an <laughs> emphasis on having fun and hanging out in your spare time than there is here. Whereas I would agree with you guys here, um, the culture is a little too centered on stress. I've certainly noticed it being back. Um, and I would call what sort of what you guys have described as stress bragging. So talking about how many credits you've piled on yourself, how few hours of sleep you've gotten, how many all-nighters you pulled, how many pages of your essay you still need to write. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's healthy to like wallow in those things so with me and my friends um i mean we just try not to let those things like dominate our lives like work is something you manage um you don't like make it your life per se there needs to be that work-life balance um and following tribe athletics um and engaging with events on campus is one of the major ways my friends and i have uh, managed to insert some free time into our mix gotcha now, in terms of, you know, this culture that we're talking about, a lot of, you know, the stress culture, all those things, the culture on this campus, I think we really experience it as athletes, you know, me and you, Jarrett, is that there's this massive divide between 
student athletes on the campus of William and Mary and regular students here. And it's almost, um, I, I don't really know what word you use to describe it, but it's almost like there's a little bit of tension or animosity there. And, um, you know, I can speak for most of the student athletes. I mean, we have, you know, we don't want this division. We would want to get along with everybody. And I, I think most of the students do too, but it seems like almost there's this culture of like, you know, divisiveness between the student athletes and the regular students. And I feel like an article that Gavin had published on the Flat Hat only encourages that divisiveness even more. Right, yeah, I think there is a tension between just students and student athletes. And I think a lot of that tension comes from misunderstanding. Um, a lot of people not knowing student athletes. That's why I'm glad I've gotten to talk to you guys because I'm getting a student athlete's perspective. Whereas I can watch uh, student athletes on the court or on the field, but talking to them about um, yeah, their lives balancing sports and academics is a lot different. So there's definitely some of that there. Um, and I think a lot of this, I don't know, animosity towards um, student athletes just stems from misconceptions. Mm -hmm. And I don't really understand these misconceptions because they're pretty self-contradictory. Like the stereotype. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so the stereotype I've most often heard is that, I don't know, student athletes are not hardworking in class or they get a leg up from the administration, mm. which doesn't make sense to me because it almost seems like it's knocking student athletes for not working hard when student athletes work twice as hard because um, you go out and practice, you play, and also you need to show up in class and keep your grades up. Um, so I think people need to understand and a, a better respect student athletes for the level of work they're putting in and not just like fall into these uh, stereotypes that, oh, they're not working hard, they're they're just so busy with athletics and the administration or the campus is probably going easy on them because of sports. Um, yeah, that's just not true. You guys can speak to that. This is a very yeah. academically rigorous college. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you need to be able to perform both inside the classroom and out if you want to play, um, if you want to play sports here. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned the, the student athletes, the, the stereotype. They're not like hardworking and all that. Yeah. But I, I have to give a little shout out to Sophie Kaplan, uh -huh. who is a pole vaulter on the track and field team. And she had the highest GPA of all of the students in the business school. Really? She graduated in three wow. years. Wow. And, That's and awesome. had the highest GPA yeah. of everyone in the business school. And she was she's accounting, which is insanely That's hard. That's very, very difficult. And that's yeah. like marketing, finance, business analytics, mm -hmm. everyone. She was the highest. She was a student athlete. Wow. Yeah. So shout out to you, Sophie. Cool. Dang. Very cool thing. Awesome. Well, yeah, kind of, you know, continuing to piggyback on that subject. So if, if the goal here is to mend this division, right, between student athletes and regular students, I, I just, I, I really have a hard time understanding why, like, someone like Gavin would even want to write that article, knowing the kind of, di like, divisiveness that it would, you know, encounter. And then second off, how, like, how the flat hat not know that that kind of article would have this kind of, you know, f you know, feedback and, and negative you know connotations to it with you know donors complaining alumni complaining the student athlete community up in arms like I just feel like this article that was published just only created the division even more now student athletes are like ah we really don't like these guys they don't support us they don't like us and you know the, the regular students that agree with Gavin are like yeah Gavin's right we should get rid of the football players like whatever whatever right right um so I can't speak to Gavin's thought process in the article or the editor's thought process in publishing other than saying that the flat hat looks for a diversity of voices mm -hmm. um this is an opinion column so um the flat hat would also encourage just um anyone else who has 
like a different opinion from Gavin's or wants to support student athletes or support tribe athletics to also just write, um, to make your voices heard, to comment, um, and those sorts of things. Um, but I'm glad that you mentioned the alumni and the donors because that there also seems to be divisions between the currently enrolled students here um, and the uh, alumni and donations who are big supporters of Tribe Athletics and yeah, football. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a big thing that's been happening. Yeah. The students have been, claim, been complaining about the donors and the administration mm -hmm. for donating to what they don't believe is worth it or something like yeah. that. Right, yeah. Um, and we saw this play out. Um, it was when they announced the uh, Kaplan renovations. Um, but I thought it was pretty great act um, on a on the uh, behalf of the donors. Um, they've raised almost $41 million, which is a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, it really is very, very generous. Yeah, it was very generous. Um, so big thank you to everyone who made that possible. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a net benefit to the campus as a whole. And I just didn't understand why so many students were negative about it. No one is complaining. They're renovating um, Phi Beta Kappa. There's plenty of people yeah. out there who aren't involved in speech, theater, or dance. They're still going to benefit from it, so we should right. support yeah. it. Yeah, and we talked about that last week. Yeah. yeah, they're renovating ISC. They're doing ISC Phase 4 for kinesiology, mathematics, computer science, um, and I think engineering design. There's plenty of people who aren't those majors, but there's no complaining on that because we understand that there are fellow students who are doing those majors and who need those facilities. So I feel like the attitude with Kaplan is students should be supported because um, student athletes, they need good facilities. Uh, the arena is almost 50 years old. It could be redone. We have the resources, the alumni donations to do it. So yeah. I think let's do it. Yeah. Very, very well very, said. Very, very well said, Cam. Very well I spoken. love it. Yeah. I mean, I think for all of you out there, there, yes, there is love for Tribe Athletics with his flat hat. Yeah, it's you know it's not a newspaper. Like it promotes diversity, so it encourages people to have their own opinions in the articles they write. Yeah, and like what you said, I think flat hat moving forward, the biggest focus should just be probably be promoting. I think promoting promoting William and Mary promoting William Mary as a yeah. whole and, and trying to end the divisiveness. Right, you know, bring the community together. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, and that's what we generally try to do is, yeah, we're trying to build a community. Um, that's why we're the distributor of news on campus is so we can shine a light on all the incredible things that are being done on campus. But occasionally, um, yeah, because we promote a diversity of views, we're going to publish opinions that aren't always popular. Right. We're going to have mm -hmm. to tell news that's less than good about sometimes what the administration is doing or something. Yeah. So. Yeah, just we just all need to keep in mind that yeah, we are the campus newspaper and we are trying to build that community um, through thick and thin, basically. <laughs> well, <laughs> speak, speaking of um, you know posting things that aren't so popular, Jarrett and I a while ago we actually had an interview with the flat hat, right. some, some reporter lady. Um, she was asking us these questions. We answered them pretty straightforward. Very straightforward. Didn't think it was very difficult. Yeah, she just asked us like. You know, what do we do outside of football? Like, what's our livelihood? I need boyfriends and girlfriends and all that. Mm -hmm. And when yeah. the article came out, it was insanely falsified. In, <laughs> it almost ruined one of Jared Eckert's relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bad. We I mean we've told the story numerous times. But I, I mean, might as well tell it again. Might as well tell it again. <laughs> but essentially, Jared Anderson had 
what what exactly did you say? You said that oh, you, right, right, you right, like right. to vent about your girl issues on the podcast. Yeah. Something at, at the time lines. I was single. Yeah. You know, I was complete klutz when it came to relationships. <laughs> and I I was telling this to my to the to the uh reporter and she was asking like, Well, what do you mean? I was like, Wow, like I I can't really get like like any like ladies to like me and all of that and blah blah blah. Like I try really hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And basically, you just sounded like a simp. Yeah, but, I, was, I was a huge yeah. simp. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. But um, so, yeah, so they, when they published the article, they first off, what he had said about like his girl issues, whatever, whatever, in the interview, they said that I said it, but then they butchered the quote as a whole and just said that like, yeah, that, that when it was published, it was like Jared Hecker quote, I used the podcast to, to pick up yeah, girls to get, and like go on dates girls. and stuff. And I was in a relationship at the time, and when the article had come out, I was heading into practice. And like I think we got tagged in it or whatever it happened. Yeah, yeah, so, I, so, some, something happened. Yeah, I didn't even read the article, but I saw it on Twitter as I was heading into a meeting. So I just like I hit the retweet, just bam, mm-hmm. and I get out of practice and I got like forty nine missed calls, a bunch of missed texts, and like, <laughs> you know what's wow. going on? Are, are you parading around to like see other? <laughs> are girls? you parading yeah, around the school exactly, talking about? Wait, yeah. it's like a newspaper they're it, talking exactly, about. Exactly. Yeah. So it was, that's kind of girlfriend was pissed. Yeah. I mean, it ended up working out, but it was just. The flat hat man. So we've been at war with you guys for quite some time. I mean, yeah. Well, um. I, I I have not read that article, so yeah. I can't speak to that. Um, <clears throat> I just know quoting is that one of those things that you have to be extremely careful with. That I'm extremely careful with as a reporter because when you're talking to someone in an interview, it's a much different setting versus when you're actually sitting down, listening to the quotes on the recorder and transcribing them, yeah. and then putting them in context. So it is a very delicate art, and we might have missed the balance there. I don't know. Um, but I do think the flat hat overall, we have a good policy of responding to student feedback. Um, we'll take corrections if people write us, um, yeah, or say this is incorrect. We, yeah, we'll issue a correction in, uh, in both the published issue, the flat hat that you see around campus mm-hmm. and on our website at the bottom of the article where there was a mistake, there'll be a, an editor's note with a correction. Gotcha. So we, we do follow good practice there. So. Uh, yeah, I can't speak to the full incident there, but it it sounds like it might have just it slipped through the cracks or there was some miscommunication there. You you know what I do love about you, Cam? You're you're saying like we like we is the flat hat. You're not you're not pointing you're fingers. You're not pointing the fingers. At, that's at the very, reporters. Very that's that's what I really like about I you. Do. Like you 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 recognize you recognize some of the flack the, that's coming yeah. in. You're like you know what? I'll I'll, I'll, be, I'll the, be the I'll, first one. I'll to be say. the first. I'll be the first through the door. This exactly. is we. This is us. That's right. This I mean, is Coach London. We would us love ours, that mentality. Yeah. Coach London would love you. Golly. Well, thanks. I I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. I don't want to call anyone out. I don't want to throw anyone under the yeah. bus. Um, yeah, because this is a public thing. I don't like to yeah just like publicly shame someone, especially on yeah. your guys' podcast. Oh, we, no, we, we love to publicly shame. Oh, yeah, we yeah, lo- yeah. Well, and, and entities. We exactly. love publicly shaming entities. Entities. Yeah. Hey, any, whatever, any publicity but, is good publicity. That's, that's, that's what we were our, saying. That's our any, motto. <laughs> even, even Jared's roommates were saying, oh, you know, uh, he calls him Big Boss. He says, yeah. Big Boss, you know, you're going to get a lot of flack, you know, you're going to write a negative yeah, reviews review. about you. Yeah. I was like, we were, Jared and I looked at each other and we said, that's what we, we love. love it. We love as long it. as you're talking about us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> now, like you being like you said, like NBA is your is is like your sports passion, right. and so obviously you've been following like tribe basketball. Like, yeah. What and you know we've we've been on a little bit of a slump. We have been for for the men's for the women's we've been we've been absolutely oh killing gosh. it. Yeah. It's it's been insane, but for the men's like like what what do you think like 
Is it is it a chemistry issue? Like what 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 is it? Uh, it looks to me like it's a problem with the offense. They're just they were really clicking against UNCW in the first half. Yeah, they were up they by were, like fourteen, and yeah, then and yeah. the end of the yeah, half it got was, cold. It, yeah, got and, a little cold. And then they've been cold. Um, one of the problems, though, I've just seen with the offense is we're just kind of getting boxed out uh, from the paint. We're just getting stuck in the perimeter, and we yeah. just pass the ball around. Can't really do anything. Um, yeah, so we just need to be more aggressive. We just need to, yeah, we just need to be smarter. Um, yeah, and one of the things we've been having problems with is some turnovers. We've had some bad passes here and there. Yeah, that was going to be my biggest my biggest thing, I think, is the last three or four games that I've watched it have been close. Down the stretch, we have just turned the ball over like crazy. I mean, that Charleston game on Thursday, and, you know, I think both teams were tied for first place at the time. Yeah. It's a tie game with maybe, I don't know, seven or eight minutes left in the game, and uh, Andy gets a technical foul. And... Um, I think they end up going up by three, but then we have like three or four possessions in a row where we just just give them easy points, just bad passes, layup, bad pass, layup. I mean, that seems to be a continual theme. It was it was very similar in the Towson game and then the UNCW game, just making way too many mental turnovers, mistakes. Yeah, uh, I have been impressed by what I've seen uh, from Nathan Knight. He's been pretty consistent, um, yeah. even as the team overall has kind of struggled. Um, the ones, the guys I want to see more out of is Luke Lowy and Andy Van Vliet because they're really good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've saw a few games, yeah, just where Andy was just incredible on offense. He was sinking threes. Um, he was making some nice shots from the paint. Um, and he's tall, he's so he's got the height advantage. And just, I think they've been playing really good defense around Luke, so he hasn't been really had much space to make good shots. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to see more of those guys because they're really good and they're really exciting to watch when yeah. they're, they're hot so yeah. i would agree with that yeah and i think nate what he's done this year has only helped his draft stock in terms of going Insanely. to the nba i mean i think i saw a report that actually the sports blog retweeted which we are now affiliated with yeah uh, there right. were um there were 11 scouts at the charleston game wow. scouts mm-hmm. and nate had like 28 and 16 or something like that yeah so i mean he's yeah his draft stock is going to go through the roof and I, I hope he gets drafted, but I, I really wouldn't be surprised if I would be surprised if he doesn't get drafted at this point. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I'm yeah he'll he he definitely should get drafted. He has the potential. He plays. He, I mean, he's just so athletic. So athletic. He plays so aggressive, but yeah. at the same time, he's so finesse and just very good. Like it is basketball IQ. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was really good against Northeastern too, where we had I think it was like six seconds left, um, and we. Uh, oh, did he just Coach Fisher, coast coast. Yeah, yeah, he calls the timeout. Um, they just put the ball in Nate's hands. He yeah. drives down, he makes the layup, and it's yeah. it's over. And we needed that because we were struggling that whole game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was looking at his numbers. Um, yeah, his his stats don't lie. Twenty point five points, eleven rebounds, uh, one point seven assists. Um, that's what he's averaging per game, and he's shooting fifty two point nine percent from the field. Wow. Um, so yeah, he's been great. He's leading the country in double doubles. Um, oh, and he, <laughs> well, the country, yeah, not the CAA. Not the CAA, yeah. the country. And he's only one of two players who's averaging twenty points and ten rebounds a game. So, I, yeah, I've just been reading a lot about him. He's been doing a really great job, um, and it's really impressive that he's still doing it um, in his senior year. So yeah, yeah, and he's getting recognized for that too. He was a finalist for um, the senior class award, which is. It stands for celebrating loyalty and achievement for staying in school. So he's one out of ten, 
that's wow. been nominated as a finalist for this award. I mean, he's also like extremely smart too. Like, he he's a, he's a business major. Like yeah, like he's he's not just like going here for basketball. Oh no, like he's definitely like putting in the work on yeah. the academic side too. Back back to try basketball. Like you know, you know, say like we went we went on a six and zero run. Yeah, we have the potential just to be absolutely amazing and dominant. We do. Like, we just need to we need to find ourselves again. Yeah. That's all. That's all it is. Stop being complacent. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. We do, yeah, and that was a really impressive six and zero run. Um, that was our first six and zero start to conference play um, since I think the eighties. I'd read, um, and during that time, this was over break, so early January, I believe. We were actually uh, got a shout out in a Washington Post article where it was a list of college basketball teams that were either party crashers, so they could disrupt somebody in. Uh, March Madness, or they were crashing, like they were tanking bad, and we were a party crasher. Um, so we were really a major factor. We still are a major factor. We've just been struggling slightly um, lately. We're fifth in the conference now, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just kind of need to rally um, to get things t- together before the CAA tournament in Washington. I think we can. I think if we get a win this Thursday, I think we're playing. Uh, I'm not sure who we're playing Thursday, but I know Saturday is the Gold Rush. We're playing Delaware, and yeah. we've never lost a Gold Rush game. Big crowd, good atmosphere. I think if we can get two wins this week, kind of build that momentum and ride that momentum of the the Gold Rush into the re- into the re- rest of the regular season and take it into the tournament. And like we said, we got the talent to win it this year. So it, I think it'd be a, it would be an opportunity missed if we didn't cash in this year. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. We have the talent. We just need to uh, get a little more fired up. Yeah. Um, yeah, for these next two games. I think we're playing Drexel on Thursday. That's right, yes, Drexel. Yeah. Who beat us. I think they, they handed us our first conference loss. They did, yes, after the 6-0. Yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, today we have trifectas for... Worst scandals. Wor- worst yeah. scandals. We're worst not scandals. endorsing these scandals yeah. by Scandals are bad. Yeah. Can't, don't like them. But we, I thought it was fitting because fitting. With the flat hat uh-huh. and all of its scandals. <laughs> no, okay. And the beef. Okay, it's, 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 with this podcast. Yeah, it's, it's really cool that you're doing this, so... If you want, you, you can kick it off first. Right. So I know my sports scandal off the bat. Um, so my girlfriend is a huge Duke fan, so she would kill me if I didn't mention this one. But back in the 2000s, there was a huge UNC college athletic scandal where they were putting their student-athletes in basically... The basket-weaving classes. Yeah, yeah, basket-weaving classes like Swahili and stuff where the assignments were very easy and they were just made to boost student athletes GPA. I think it was the biggest scandal in NCAA athletics at the time. It might still be. Um, and it just like, it just hurts on the one hand. Like it's really bad for, um, yeah, it's just really bad for college athletics yeah. as a whole. Cause it just, it just adds to the perception that yeah. student athletes are getting breaks. They're getting special classes so they don't flunk out, um, that the administration is coddling them. So I, I really just, I hate the scandal because of that too, because it's, yeah, it's just fueled, it's just throwing gas on that fire and really added to those bad perceptions. Well, yeah. yeah, I guess I'll go next. My number one scandal, also in the realm of sports, is uh, Lance Armstrong. That's a big one. Perhaps mm. one of the one of the biggest, biggest scandals ever. Huge phony. And this man, you know, he he went through testicular, like he battled like testicular Everything, cancer. Man. Didn't he? I'm pretty sure he did it twice. How about just the Live Strong brand? I, I, I know. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest. I think everybody, the, the everybody Strong, had a brand. The Live Strong brand. The Live Strong band that li- like 
the whole point of it is literally like you can persevere through anything. anything. And he could too, as long as he had fresh tanks of blood, blood for him was so he could win races. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that this dude like like took his own blood, froze it, and whatever, like pumped it back in before the race so he could get yeah. more oxygen in his lungs, like. You already had a leg up. You had one uh, less testicle than everyone else. Yeah, such you an already, You're already faster. <laughs> absolutely horrible. Oh I mean, my yeah, gosh. Lance Armstrong, like, just the biggest thing. And he tried to victimize himself. He's like, I, I'm not to blame. I'm caught up in the culture. Like, nah, man, you're the only one that was yeah. doing that. Not only that, you were the one that was trying to claim, you know, this, this moral high ground of I've overcome cancer and, you know, you can do anything you want and I'm doing everything the right way. Just hard work, hard work, and you can accomplish anything. You can win Tour de France, all this stuff. And he, and he was the first one to, like, point out dudes that were doping or yeah. doing other things. Like, oh, you can't have that in the race. Yeah. And he was literally, like, uh, the, one of the disgusting. biggest it's athletic disgusting. scandals. It just, really is. This dude in real life, he was probably, like, he, he could have won one, maybe, one yeah. Tour de France. Maybe. Maybe. You know, you, honestly, we'll never know. It's just scummy. It is very scummy. All right, so I'm going to go my first pick. We talked about this way back on, I think it was the first episode of Season 2 when we interviewed Johnny Rock Sauer. Yeah. The SMU football scandal mm-hmm. that ended up with SMU getting the death penalty because they were paying their players. And as we talked to Rock, because Rock actually was the strength conditioning coach in, I guess it was 85, I think, when the, yep. the scandal broke down. And basically, you know, the pair, the players were getting paid – their parents were getting bought houses down in Texas. They're getting full, you know, cars and Mustangs, Corvettes, all paid for. Parents were getting vacations. Just crazy, crazy amounts of money was being thrown at these players, and ended up getting uncovered. And then, as we all know, SMU got the death penalty for what, four seasons, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think actually, until this year, was the first time that uh, they were kind of they've been relevant really since the scandal. They were ranked in the top twenty-five this year for a little bit. Talk about talk about a comeback. Yeah, big <laughs> comeback. All right, you're up again. My uh, my second pick. Whew. This is, this one's pretty old, but for most people that know, this is a major major scandal. The 1917 Chicago White Sox baseball team. I have no clue okay. what you're talking. It's about. one of the biggest scandals of all time. They're, I've heard of this. Yes, but... they're known as the Black Sox. They all were paid off by gamblers and betters, and they were the consensus like favorite to win the World Series. They made it all the way to the World Series, and they were blowing everybody out. And they threw the entire series. Wow! Every single player involved, they threw it. All like and they all got bought out by these these gamblers and these betters. And um, a couple people got blackballed from the league and never allowed in the Hall of Fame, like kicked out of the MLB for life. And the famous name is Shoeless Joe Jackson. Who people claim that he was the one person that didn't help to throw the series because his batting average was good throughout the series, but he was kicked out of the MLB as well, along with just, the rest of the team. Just because he was on the same team? Yes, the entire oh team gosh. blackballed from the MLB for life. Whew. Yeah, one of the biggest scandals. All right. I'm, I'm also going to bring it a little old school. Okay. I'm going to go year negative one. <laughs> with uh, Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot. Oh my <laughs> perhaps, gosh! Perhaps one of the biggest traitors of all time. The, the biggest traitor. The biggest he, scandal. This this man betrayed the Son of God for thirty pieces of silver. That's, oh my gosh! Oh, if, that that is that's a, a that scandalous is a, man right that is, there. That is, that is that <laughs> a very scandalous, scandally clad oh. man. He's. He he risked it all just for a little bit of a bag, That's right? For a little bit of clout, <laughs> just a little bit. That, he's a clout chaser. He is a clout chaser, just for a little and, bit. And to top it off, you know, days before uh, the betrayal, when, when you know when Jesus asked everybody, that, you know, said somebody's going to betray me, Judas just sat there. He was like, he said, ah, not, ne- not never, never me, never me, never me, Jesus. never would I ever, Jesus. Never me, Jesus. That's right. And the, you know what? The worst thing about it, after he after he betrayed Jesus and all that. 
he told the he told the guards like he told the captors like, you know what I made a mistake take the silver bat and then he and hung like, himself and then he hung himself yeah what what good was it yeah so this man this man literally just did it went went against like this prophet the prophet of a man went against him and in the end killed himself killed for himself it. what what did he gain out of that yeah I guess you know that was the consequences of a scandal. I guess so. That's, yeah. He he got he got blackballed from Catholicism and Christianity. <laughs> oh my gosh, he got blackballed from heaven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna bring it back to MLB, and this is much 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 more recent. But the Houston bit. Astros ah, go there sign too. stealing scandal. I think that's a major scandal. Yeah, it's definitely major. Um, well, yeah, you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to. Because I'm not really familiar with with most of the scandals not, of baseball. So you're you're not familiar to, with this scandal. I'm not. This is happening. This is going down right now. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, there's. God. Oh wait. Oh. Okay. The yeah, bang I know, stuff. I know yeah. Going, yeah. And yeah. Bets and all that. So. Oh, no, 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 thing. No, no, no. Okay. I, see, I don't know then. <laughs> I'm not a huge uh, MLB fan. Um, I don't follow it too much, but I have been reading about this, um, and I do know enough, enough baseball to, I guess, speak on it. Um, so yeah, the scandal has been going on, or they're just uncovering it the past few months. Um, but it has to do with sign stealing. Um, so basically, yeah, sign stealing is you can't use uh, video or recording equipment to basically capture other teams' signs. So uh, because it'll tell you what kind of balls the pitcher is going to pitch. Right. So yeah. the Houston Astros, they they had a really complex system of like oh cameras. My gosh, it was so complex. Yeah, and then they were using trash cans they were to. Oh these my trash gosh! Cans. No, it was insane. It was. I, in my opinion, I think it's one of like the biggest scandals ever. Turn in terms of the competitive advantage it gave the Astros. So, so, like, how how did they get caught first off, and why didn't they just like pay off fans to record the signals? Well, there, there was actually a lot of fans online that I saw help the MLB investigate yeah. because there were fans like at these games saying, "Why am I hearing all these banging, banging sounds noises, near yeah. the dugout?" Yeah, and it was the players banging on trash cans trash to cans. signals what kind of pitches. What pitches were coming. Yeah, so. And it's it's kind of spread throughout the league. I saw that one of the guys at the Boston Red Sox was caught up with it. And I think the L.A. Dodgers too. Yeah. So it's not just the Astros. It's just the whole league. And yeah. um, and one of the World Series, I believe, there's some argument about whether or not it's tainted. So I I don't know a huge huge amount of baseball, but it is huge. It is a huge yeah. scandal right now. How did that help their performance? Well, they won the 2017 World Series. And they were in the World Series this year, and I guess yeah. I mean, just the last three or four okay, years, yeah. they've been so, one of the so best teams. A correlation. Yeah, yeah. They do, and not to mention when this year in the ALCS, when they beat the Yankees in Game Seven, that walk-off home run. There's been a lot of speculation that Jose Altuve, the guy who hit the walk-off home run to send him to the World Series, had like a wire buzzer in his in his um, jersey. Oh my goodness! And they were like buzzing into him, like what the pitches were and stuff. Yeah, I've heard that theory, and it kind of makes sense because when he's running down to home plate, he like, he's yeah. clutching his chest, and then the he's, camera, you see him go into locker room. Take, he, he, you don't see him again. He just runs straight to locker room, changes his shirt, come back out. So yeah. why would he do that unless he was wearing some kind of equipment? Yeah. Whoever said cheaters never win, obviously lying. Well, that's yeah. the biggest lie. Yeah. Che- yeah, Cheaters always win. As Bill Belichick <laughs> would say, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. All right, Cam, you got your last... Uh, Last trifecta. Oh, man. I was going to talk about the college admissions scandal and how that relates to athletics, but now I feel like I should talk about Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Oh, yes. Pile it on. I hate Which which one? Well, there's the old one, the the official Spygate, back when the Patriots were just straight up filming the Jets' sideline. 
Now there's a more recent one where it may or may not be a scandal, but I, I'm leaning toward believing it is. It's definitely a scandal. I think Bill Belichick has no shame, and if he believes he can get away with it, he'll try it. Yeah. So what happened was uh, at a game uh, against the Bengals in Cleveland, there was a video person from, I think it was Crab Production, or, or someone in the Patriots organization, um, and he was in the press box with a tripod and a camera filming the... Bengals sideline so you can get a sense of their play calling um, and so some Bengals security guards basically approached him and said hey what are you doing hey what are you doing and he's like it's okay it's okay I'm I'm filming a piece for uh, craft productions on the advanced scouts job so the scout is there to basically look at what the Bengals are doing trying to figure out their play calls so he's claiming he's filming this scout who's watching the Bengals sideline but the scout isn't in the shot he's taking mm. um and so he's just straight up filming the Bengal sidelines. So he, and then once he's pressed by these Bengal security guards, he's like, "Well, I can delete it. I can delete it. It's no big deal." So I think he realized immediately that this was wrong, that he wasn't supposed to do this. And I just found it so hard to believe that there would be somebody in the organization um, that would go to an away game um, as part of a production team and would just straight up film the other team's sideline without Bill Belichick or Robert Kraft knowing. Like, I think Bill Belichick knows the ins and outs of that organization when they go into a game, especially in a away game. So I just find it really, really hard to believe that he wouldn't have known this guy was here to do some filming. But I guess that's the that's the goal of plausible deniability, is saying, put your hands up and saying, well, I didn't know he was there. Exactly. I thought he was just yeah. getting footage yeah. for a, a film for Robert Kraft. Yeah. That's yeah. not cheating. That's not cheating. Yeah, it's pushing the envelope. Yeah, as a as a playoff Patriots fan, I, I will I will stand behind Belichick <laughs> to the end. So it's it's not a scandal yet, but it could be a scandal in the making, and it it, it definitely looks sketchy no matter how you look at it. Um, so I guess that'll be my th- number three. Um, but I was originally gonna just talk about the college admission scandal, where all these rich people in Hollywood were paying like half a million dollars to crew coaches. Um, and all these different athletic people at different good schools like UC, USC to basically say, my kid is now on the crew team. Um, get me into the school. And right. Interesting. Only wow. for those kids to probably fail out because they couldn't get in by themselves anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Point, what, what, a stupid, what a stupid thing. Anyway, my last trifecta, again, taking a little old school. Okay. It's Mark Antony and Julius Caesar. Oh, at two, at two, Brute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mar- Mark Antony, you know, good man, good friend of Julius mm-hmm. Caesar, got got bought out by Brutus to That's right. stab. You know, they they all conspired to stab Julius Caesar thirty three times in the back. Gosh, this this man who's holding on to power for a little too long. So yeah. the scandal could go both ways. You on Mark Antony's side, you on Julius Caesar's side. Yeah, really. Yeah. I guess it's up for your your decision. Yeah, up for your interpretation. Uh-huh. Me myself, I was on Julius Caesar's side because <laughs> I think if one man can control so many people, that's something that has to be respected. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> All right, my last scandal, and everyone knows this one. This one's you know very very bad, but the Bill Clinton scandal, man. Ah, I was, I was, gonna, I was yeah. gonna say, yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, that's just we don't even have to really go into it. It's just horrible. I mean, the, the classic quote: "I did not have sexual relations with that woman." I mean. He definitely did. So, especially nowadays, that's like <laughs> the worst look you could get in an in office relationship. Yeah. So that definitely has some staying power, though. 
just yeah people know this scandal in and out at this point it's just like even like 20 30 years later now almost it's yeah. like yeah it's still such a part of like people's political knowledge it is but that's the worst thing though people today like people who aren't in the political world they treat it like as as like a joke a joke yeah it's like it's that's like a very serious thing it is a completely serious thing like, it's the president it's, of the united states I, and yes but it, it's just like ethical like decisions like that's probably the worst one you could have made definitely the worst one you could have made yeah and the funniest thing is like monica Lewinsky's twitter is like she's joking about it too it's like whoa whoa, 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 what's going on here i I saw one of the tweets i was very confused yeah yeah and it's it's like it's hard well back when it came out too she was such a easy punching bag so like the comedians were just brutal to her yeah whereas like think about it she's a 20 year old intern so it's just like that's just gonna stick with you forever like everyone knows the name Monica Lewinsky yeah so that totally derailed her career and that's gotta be so embarrassing to, for that to come out I don't know like how you recover from that I don't know if I I recover yeah. from that I mean Ugh. the podcast of Jared and Jared does not condone those actions none of them no yes. all these scandals that were just mentioned and neither does the flat hat and camera brain we want to thank you for your time it's it's been really good to it know. You know. It's time to draw a piece of cord to the Jared and Jared flat <laughs> war. It is. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was great. Yeah. And like, hopefully we'll see you at the basketball games. That's right. Yeah. Those basketball games and you know, chat up with you. That's right. Yeah, Best it should be good. Yeah. Thank right. you.